Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. David Cobb writes about college sports for CBSSports.com. He's on Twitter at David W. Cobb. Cobb, I will ask you a frequently asked question here in the 901 over the last 24 hours. How was James Wiseman suspended and Brandon Miller not? <laughs> Unreal. Great, great point. Great point. Yeah, what did James Wiseman do again? Oh, yeah. Uh, he, His mother took $11,500. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, I know. And, and, and yeah, that's a wow. What, what a great question. And honestly, an incredible way to frame the conversation. Mm-hmm. Because Brandon Miller, if he were not a superstar, uh, would probably be kicked off of his basketball team right now. And I think you could argue that in some jurisdictions, in some places, he would be charged with some sort of a crime. And the fact that he's neither been charged with a crime nor even suspended, let alone kicked off the team, it's crazy. It's become the biggest story of the year in college basketball over the last 24, 25 hours. Well, I'm curious. Do you think Alabama will react now now that there's been all this reaction to this will they react to the reaction? Yeah, will they react to the reaction and now punish him, or will they dig their heels in and just, you know, basically like put their fingers in their ears and just, you know, try and go for a national title? I think uh, what happened yesterday is Nate Oates sort of backed them into a corner a little bit there by saying that they had all this information uh, after it happened. If he w- if he would have said, "Oh wow, this is new information. We'll have to process this and." you know, figure out a response, then, then yeah, you can suspend them and still look like you're taking the high ground. Uh, but he made it sound like they were aware of, of Brandon Miller and, and Jaden Bradley's involvement in this all along, which now if you suspend them uh, when you knew all along, you're just doing it to save face after it came out publicly in, in the, the hearing yesterday. So I don't think they're going to uh, sit him down, but obviously, I mean, tonight would be the perfect time to do it. You're going on the road, which is far from ideal, and you're playing a, a South Carolina team that you should beat even without Brandon Miller. So uh, I don't know why they wouldn't maybe do that tonight if they're going to do it, but, you know, we're T-minus, what, five hours until tip and no sign of that yet. Is anything going to happen to Nate Oates from this? Because I asked the question, sometimes it's not necessarily how you handle one incident, but it's 
it gets people to start looking into how maybe you handled other incidents. Is there going to be some type of backlash against him other than, you know, hey, man, really? Wrong place, wrong time? Like, are you serious? Well, if you want to be cynical about it, I'll be cynical about it here for a second. I think this is the best-case scenario for Alabama because it means he's going to be untouchable in this cycle. Uh, There's not going to be anybody else coming to get Nate Oates at this point in time after the way he handled this. And I know he just signed that huge extension in February, and you have to wonder how does that play into this as well because – so this had the the initial uh, murder – uh, that got Darius Miles charged with capital murder and dismissed from the team. It happened about two weeks before he signed a huge extension. Well, if he has to uh, suspend his best player, Brandon Miller, and then also a key contributor in Jaden Bradley for their involvement in it, as he and his agent know that they're in the final stages of a, of a huge contract negotiation, uh, the optics there might make that extension uh, less plausible from the university side. And I do wonder to what extent the contract negotiation played into the way that he handles this, because if he knows that he's not, that there's, you know, not a huge payday around the corner, uh, maybe he's a little quicker to, uh, to suspend these guys. So uh, no, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of of repercussions for, for NATO. He didn't violate any NCAA rules. Presumably the administration has, has been in lockstep with him on this. Um, And he's under contract for quite a while now. So I just, I have a hard time seeing it. Yeah, because you don't. I don't think he went into that press conference like you. You mentioned Cobb that you know he kind of backed them into a corner with what he said. I would presume he had been advised in some form or fashion. I'm sure they didn't tell him to say wrong spot at the wrong time like he did. But I'm assuming the the administration, whether it's the athletic director or even the president, had spoken to him or they had spoken at some point about okay. Like, this is our strategy with this. It wasn't like Nate Oates went rogue yesterday, other than I, I guarantee you no one wanted him to say that foolish thing he said about wrong spot well, at the hint, wrong time. Hence, they had to do a second statement. Yeah. Yeah, he had to backtrack that. He, he referred to his, his press conference from March as unfortunate, and uh, they, they, they were, to say the least. Yeah, Nate, Nate Oates uh, didn't win any, any uh, favors in the public eye yesterday with the way he handled that and with the way that, you know, Brandon Miller uh, has been handled here. I mean, the fact, yeah, the fact that guys like James Wiseman get suspended for, for the fact that their mothers received uh, help making a move, you know, when they were middle schoolers or whatever. And then here we are with a guy who in all, for all intents and purposes was a, an accessory to murder and he, he doesn't get even a game. It's uh, college sports, man. It's college sports. Uh, I, I, the know, thing I've, I've really been impressed with is like, you know, I, I expect it for Bama if it was a football type thing. Bama real Bama fans really irrationally coming to the defense of uh They got the taste Brandon of number Miller. one, baby. Yeah. It's like uh I was, you know, I guess they're a basketball school now. Right? Well they have a chance to win the national title, and that's part of why this is a such a huge story. Talking about an Alabama team that's arguably the best in that program's history. And I don't think this necessarily ends their their chances either, because if you go and look uh, two days after all this came out, uh, they, they handled, I think it was Vanderbilt. Brandon Miller had a huge game, 10 of 16 from the floor in 37 minutes. And, uh, you know, it didn't seem to distract him a whole lot then, even though he was 48 hours removed from having his windshield uh, shot out. So uh, the, the, that's the crazy thing about, about this Alabama season. They managed to put the fact that one of their players was charged with capital murder behind them and move on as if nothing had happened on the floor. 
that's insane. Like they are an insanely good and talented basketball team and, and, and an unselfish team too. You might expect a team with all this stuff going on in the background would have uh, ego problems, uh, personality issues, you know, all those sorts of things. This team does not. And that is the dichotomy there blows my mind because this is absolutely still, even now, a team that could win it all. It just shows the importance of having a pecking order, guys. <laughs> yeah. you got to know when's, which guys are expendable. When do we hear, or if ever, or not if ever, we'll hear from him eventually because he's going to be an NBA player, but, like, can they avoid – like, I'm assuming they're not going to want Brandon Miller to speak to the media <laughs> or speak publicly I mean, for the foreseeable future. part of the reason why I was thinking, like, you know, Nate Oates, is he now just – is he the one that just has to take, you know, all the Well, heat? usually at the postseason tournaments, SEC tournament – and the NCA tournament, it's open locker rooms. Now that was pre-COVID. I don't know what the, the what the you know like last year it was not. Um, I don't know what the restrictions. The locker last rooms year. were yeah. not open last year. Um, but I'll say this: I do not think that Alabama will be making him available. Yeah, absolutely not. No, yeah. and it makes sense now too. Nate Oates saying back, you know, when this first happened a month ago uh, or more now that he spoke with Ray Lewis <laughs> at the time. Yeah. You're like. You did what? What? That, how, how is that relevant? But now uh, it comes to light a little bit more maybe why uh, a conversation with Ray Lewis would be relevant. But, yeah, it, it's going to be hard to keep Brandon Miller out of the public eye, and they can do it all they want to. But at the end of the day, there are going to be NBA franchises uh, that have a lot of questions. And it might be good to get the guy some reps uh, in front of the cameras before he goes to the combine. Although you know, I still am not convinced this is going to hurt his draft stock. Well, not... he's, a, he's an unbelievable talent. Like, there's no doubt. But I bet he, I bet he slips a little bit because of this. I mean, if you're if you're in the top five or six this year, there's plenty of other options you can go with of uh, guys who aren't implicated in, in being involved in a murder. But there's no way he slips out of the lottery. He's just too good. Well, I mean, to me, the other the other aspect of this is okay. Let's set aside whether or not we're skeptical about funny business and him not getting charged. There is this real question of. Okay, well, he didn't get charged. Uh, presumably, according to Nate Oates, he didn't break any team rules. Like, isn't there a legitimate question of whether or not he should be suspended? I think if you're a coach who has any culture of accountability whatsoever, you look at the facts, and, and Nate Oates claims to have known the facts since right after all this happened, uh, and you say, you know what, you could have stopped your teammate from throwing his life away. Uh, you had a chance to uh, potentially intervene and Save could have saved life. someone's life. Yeah, and you acted in a, in a very opposite manner to that. And as a result, one of your teammates is facing potentially, you know, what, life in prison, I assume. And, and there is a, a life that has been lost. So, I mean, I, I think if you're a coach with any, any culture, any shred of accountability, uh, you suspend a player just based off of that principle. Uh, but, you know, that player, in this case, Renate Oates, is his ticket to uh, potentially a national title. And NATO chose to prioritize victories uh, over accountability. So that's pretty much what it is. Now, number one rule of coaching, though, particularly in college sports, do as I say, not as I do. Right. Because I, mean, right. I, I legitimately wonder, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to stake a claim. I bet an overwhelming majority of coaches would have handled it the same way. Hmm. I'm not saying all, not, but I, I think it would have been, I think of the – Cobb, how many teams are in Power Five? What, seventy-ish? I'm willing to bet sixty handle it the same way. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
I think a lot of a lot, a lot of coaches out there would at least suspend the players who were there or who were involved for a few games. If for nothing else, wait for more information to come out. They suspend uh, guys for like breaking curfew sometimes. Yeah, it's usually the guys you want to suspend though. <laughs> That's true. Um, all right, let's let's turn to I don't know if happier thoughts is the right way, but let's let's talk uh, let's talk the NCAA tournament, the bubble, all that good stuff. Your thoughts on Memphis's situation entering these last few weeks of the season? They play at Wichita State Thursday, Cincinnati on Sunday, uh, then uh, at SMU a week from Thursday, and then the season finale against Houston. Uh, your thoughts on Memphis's situation? Uh, heading into these last four regular season games. Yeah, my feeling is win three out of four, and you enter the AAC tournament pretty squarely on the right side of the bubble. And then in that case, if you win three out of four, you enter the tournament on the right side of the bubble. The only thing that really screws with you at that point would be a a terrible loss against an SMU team that randomly decides to start winning, uh, or maybe like a Tulsa. Uh, I think think that's – you know the only fear at that Tulsa point. would be a, like, Tulsa's like literally might be the worst team in the. I know there's probably worse. Team. They are horrible. Did he see you win last night? Yes, by two. Oh, uh, so it pushed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, win three out of four. That's how I feel, though. Yeah, I think you're right. And well, Mark and I were discussing this because Mark had made the point when he was writing his column for you know sit Kendrick to save for this week, which I agreed with 100 percent against Houston. But in a weird way. Can you, if you're going to split this week, isn't the better game to win the Cincinnati game? Because that game right now is going to be a quad three. And when you look at the numbers, I don't know if that's going to jump up. It's going to end up being a quad three game, whereas Wichita State's probably safely a quad two game. Because it's on the road. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, well, but you could flip it the other way around, too, and say that uh, winning win. Wichita State boosts your resume a little bit. But yeah, I think the bad loss is probably more important to avoid at this point because. Now, the quad two is not going to help you a ton. That Wichita State game ought to be a dogfight, though. I mean, they've been playing pretty well. Uh, so, I mean, nothing's going to come easy. I mean, you, sh- you shouldn't have any trouble against SMU. But, yeah, this week is, is tough for Memphis, especially if Kendrick Davis doesn't play. So, no guarantees there. If you had to pick one or the other, I think I would go with you, Jeffrey. I think I would I would choose to uh, avoid the quad three loss. Because that's kind of the Memphis' golden ticket at that point. at this point. Is the fact that they don't have any – uh, ugly blemishes. I mean, I guess well, one of the two lane losses goes down as quad three. Yeah, yeah. But they're sitting at eighty six. You need to get them to seventy five. It's not. It's not far fetched. It's not a bad quad three loss. You but know? It's, it's like a, it could also wind up being quad two mm-hmm. when we get to selection Sunday. What sticks out to me though is how much help Memphis is getting from the front half of its schedule right now. Yeah. Though, and Nebraska is randomly winning games. Uh, uh, Auburn is at least hanging in there as a likely NCAA tournament team. Even Vandy is above a- five A&M in, in is... the SEC. Yeah, and A&M is on a roll, too. That's a, that's so important right now, and I hope nobody in Memphis ever forgets it, including Penny Hardaway, how important it is to play well in November and December, and that's only going to become more important for Memphis in a new conference where you're not going to have that chance against Houston uh, in late February anymore to sort of uh, bolster your resume. Uh, no, next year it'll be you'll be playing Dusty May in Florida Atlantic. You know? <laughs> you'll be playing Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those two <laughs> things is true. And, and if, if Ole Miss is on the schedule again, again next year, maybe you'll be playing Dusty May. Too. Yes, yeah. it's entirely possible. Yes, <laughs> that's a good point. No, I think that four and one record against the SEC in non-conference play 
in the moment, we were kind of like, man, this should have been better. Like these teams, you know, ultimately, you know, Bama and Auburn looked good at the beginning of the season. But you did not think Texas but, A&M was going to be fighting like for an a- SEC title. Yeah, A&M was looking shaky. Vanderbilt looked, you know, like it wasn't, you know, looked like they were going to be the worst team in the SEC. Um, and Ole Miss, you know, is the worst team in the mm-hmm. SEC. Eh, South Carolina, they split. South Carolina, They okay. split, yeah. Um, but, no, it's. I think that 4-1 and one against the SEC is going to look really good on Selection Sunday. It does, and and the fact that you didn't pick up a an Ole Miss loss, for example, this year. I mean, that was one of their losses last year that had Memphis sweating it out until the end, and and you don't have that this year. So, yeah, I mean, unless you really kind of fumble the rock here down the stretch, you're in good shape largely because of what you did in November and December, which I think is a reflection of the fact that Penny has a veteran roster this year and that he was relying on proven vets early in the season who were ready to go instead of handing the ball over to a you know, freshman and, and asking them to go out and be ready to, to play college basketball, you know, two weeks into their, their first year. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because next year it feels like it's going to be more like that again. Um, yeah, but here's FAU sitting at freaking, what, 22 in the net? Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. I mean, it is it is wild. Like, UAB is a pretty good team right now. They'll be joining the league next year and uh, – can my guy get a job? North Texas is pretty good. Cobb, can my guy get a job, a better one? Andy Kennedy. Andy Kennedy, man. Yeah, he, should, he could. Ole Miss should bring him back. I've, I've been – no, they should never let him go. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, he can. He can. Uh, yeah, Conference USA has a few uh, decent candidates there. I mean, McCaslin at, at North Texas has kind of been in the queue for a while now. Uh, there's going to be some openings, no doubt. I mean, the Pac-12, I think, is going to have at least three. There's a lot of smoke around St. John's right now, Georgetown. Probably going to come open. Um, there's more. There's going to be some Georgia Tech, guys. Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, all right, real quick before we let you go, your alma mater, Tennessee, lost again last night. You haven't been high on them. Even when they were rolling, you were kind of skeptical of them. Now they've lost four or five with the one win being over Alabama. Um, can they figure things out, or have they been figured out? Is this team destined to – got to get healthy. Yeah, is this team destined to kind of be a typical Rick Barnes team that underperforms in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, unfortunately for Tennessee, this team is starting to remind me a lot of the the 21 team two years ago when they had uh, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, two Mm -hmm. five-star talents on the wing. Uh, Actually, wow, I just pulled up their Ken Palm page, and it's almost identical in this way. Uh, That team was 85th in offensive efficiency, 5th in defensive efficiency, and then this year, of course, uh, they're number one in defensive efficiency, but all the way back at 72 on offense. And it's just a team that you can't trust in a single elimination format because of that lack of offense. And, and that's the, and the other part of it that reminds me of that as well, it there just doesn't seem to be that joy, that cohesion uh, that there was on last year's team. We saw how much it meant to Kennedy Chandler uh, in that loss against Michigan in the second round. That was a tightly, you know, tight knit, close team. They had John Fulkerson as a veteran leader. Um, kind of reminded me of the Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield teams with how, how much fun they seem to have. But you go watch the team right now, they ain't having fun. <laughs> there is no joy on that Tennessee sideline right now. and uh, Unfortunately, I think that means they are headed for another first weekend exit. Cobb, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Cobb. Yeah, thanks, guys. That's David Cobb of CBS Sports. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 